Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hurts back. Hurts looking. Goes into the end zone. And it is caught. It is caught. Touchdown, A.J. Brown. I don't know how he put it in. He was near the sideline. What a play. It's one for the highlight reel. That is unbelievable. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Jay Crouches, Lawrence Jackson, Matthew Berry. Connor Rogers is dead. The New York Jets, they finally killed him. Greg Zerlan <laughs> looked like he hooked that ball left at the end. So Connor Rogers is dead. No, he's actually we nominated. Miss him. We miss him. We miss him. We feel him. bad and some of the spooky stuff is around is to honor him. And his yeah, yeah his, uh, his death. No, Connor is actually uh, alive and thriving among yes, the living. Yes. Nominated for an Emmy today. That's why he's not here. Oh, to, be, to be clear, <laughs> not for his work on this show. Yes, correct. Yeah, for, to uh, be clear. Work. That's coming, it, though. Right. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. He, despite his work on this show, yes. the Academy has looked past that yes. and honored him for his work over at SNY. So good luck, Connor. Bring home yeah, yep. Nominated yes, for Best Analyst. Now, I don't know who the other nominees are, but I do know it will be a travesty if Connor Rogers does not win. A travesty not seen since uh, Shakespeare in Love over Saving Private Ryan, Crash over Brokeback Mountain. Don't want Connor's name on that list, Matthew. No, absolutely not. It'll be, it'll be a tragedy. The likes we haven't seen since <laughs> DJ Moore failed to get five receptions last night. You weren't happy about that, were I you? was very upset. I'm, very, I'm still upset. I'm angry. <laughs> I was just scrolling through last night my Twitter I'm, paper. Like, why is Matthew so I upset? I was so pissed. I cannot. <laughs> I saw it. It's been a bad weekend. I'm just going to own this right now. <laughs> it's been a bad weekend. God, please, Connor Rogers, come home with his stupid Emmy today so that we can have something good to happen on this show. Good, I, what? DJ Moore didn't get hurt. Yeah, fine. I don't think Matthew cares. No, I do <laughs> care. Hurt. I never want anyone to get hurt. Yeah, but listen, yeah, so. here's everything that went wrong this weekend. All right, and it's <laughs> to be clear, it's fairly me focused. But right, I like so. Yes, so I give out every single week on Football Night in America. I do two things. I do the Barry's best bet, and that's been crushing. Yeah, Thank you very much. I stole yours, your Deontay Foreman under. They only give me thirty seconds, so I didn't give you credit. But I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so that, that went well. I, I think I've hit that now four in a row or something like that. Then I do a parlay. Parlays are hard to hit in general. That's why the odds are so, you know, big, right? Whatever. So anyway, my parlay last night, Justin Herbert over one and a half passing touchdowns. That cash is in the second drive. Uh, Austin Eckler, over on his receiving prop. 
that cash is in the first drive, basically. And then all I needed was DJ Moore over four and a half receptions. This is a guy who coming into the game had a 36% target share in less than two games with Tyson Bagent. This is somebody that had um, 12 receptions in two games, less than two games. With Bajan going this against, uh, I didn't. I didn't see the tweets last night. I don't like when it's game time. I don't be on the Twitter like that. So to see this now and to Sir, see it unfold what, this what morning is something. And in in going into Week Eight, no team in the NFL had allowed more receiving yards in the NFL over the last four weeks than the Los Angeles Chargers. And here's all he needs to do is get five effing receptions to DJ Moore in a game in which they were down 20 at halftime. Game script would dictate you're throwing. Who's the best player on the Bears offensively? DJ Moore. Who's the best player on the Bears offensively? It is indeed DJ Moore. Okay. So, like, again, we all sort of agree. Like, it's not rocket science to be like, oh, hey, I'm trying to get some obscure play. Like, hey, why, why didn't you hit, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Tyler Scott, you know. For... No, DJ Moore. Honestly, I the bet in itself, like it was hidden within the parlay, but the bet in itself was like minus 170. Mm. Like, that's how obvious it was. Like, that was the chalk part of my parlay. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like, that was the easy one. Like, I had to work for the others. The, but no, but no. And you're like, well, what do, what do you care, Barry? Sure, what do I care? I'm only in front of 15 million people giving out this parlay, right? You know? And the one the week before would have cashed. If Tyree Kill, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, doesn't bobble that one, hit it off his knee. Like, if he catches that and walks into the end zone, boom, that parlay cashes. So, I'm just – I'm unbelievably bitter. Oh, by the way, Lamar Jackson, you're Lamar Jackson, Lawrence. I blame you on this one. Wait, he, he, he craps the bed against Arizona. Why do you got to keep handing it off to Gus Edwards? And you know what? And now, now I need to root for Josh Jacobs to have under 12 points tonight or I'm eliminated in my guillotine league. Under I blame you. Points. I blame you and uh, Lamar Jackson and Mahomes and Kelsey because I Kelsey is my Kelsey is my tight end in that guillotine league. By the way, I you blame the wrong person on Kelsey. What? No, stop you, you it. Oh, is it Taylor? Is it Taylor for not showing up? Maybe. Up for the love of God, it's the it's the it's it's the Broncos. Find Travis Kelsey. Hey, hey, how about hey, maybe don't go to a World Series, <laughs> World Series game the night before when you're not feeling well. How about that? Hey, we know? have a we have a tweet, Matthew, from uh, Connor Rogers. Yeah. At Crouch JD, I've heard you filling in on FF Happy Hour hosting duties today. Some friendly advice. There is no stopping at Matthew Berry TMR. You can only hope to contain him. Expect the unexpected. Uh, minus one of Arthur Smith or Commander's Talk will take a segment off the rails. No. DJ Moore <laughs> No popcorn. Do everything in your power before the show to eliminate even the chance of popcorn at all costs. When in doubt, just go to an ad read and no do, popcorn. Do we got That's popcorn good. in the building today? He actually just got nominated for another Emmy yeah. for that twist. So it's, unbelievable. It's, it's, it's great advice. I had a bet <laughs> at DraftKings Sportsbook plus 600 for every team in the NFL to score a touchdown yesterday. And you know what happened? Every team in the NFL scored a touchdown yesterday except one. You know what team? The so. Chiefs against the Broncos <laughs> of all the teams to kill that parlay. It was plus 600. Hey, you you know how much money I had on that? Lawrence. I think Sky Moore was on the other side. Hey, of that. Yes, Sky Matthew, Moore. Sky Moore's dead to me. Instead of betting that DJ Moore, you know what you could have put in that parlay? What could I have done? A Tyson Bajant rushing touchdown. Yeah. It was talked about. 
We just talked about this, this true? yesterday. You had that. Was I was going to say, you would have done you much better than DJ no, Moore catching it. five the measly passes. The pickup lines passes. are like 24-2. The pickup lines <laughs> are unbelie- unbelievable. Both of you he didn't even have he didn't even have a rushing yard. He had negative one rushing yards. Both of your pickup lines cashed yesterday. Very well done. Yeah, anyway. So I'm very bitter. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bitter berry right. today. Let's get to the Roto World Play News. That, the only positive thing that happened is that the, my, my commanders lost again. Yes. So that's let's the only, go. That's literally but the they look good doing it. They, they, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Put up some fantasy points but lose. <laughs> I want a better draft pick. I want the, I want the you know, current administration gone. Like, I'm, you know, hey, let's go. I have yeah. to say that yesterday I thought Sam Howe was magnificent until the two biggest throws of the game on third and fourth down where he completely butchered them. But, Lawrence, <clears throat> let's start with the bad news with A.J. Brown. Uh, sixth straight game of 125-plus receiving yards. He is playing like the best receiver in the NFL right now with Tyreek Hill. I, I don't even know what more we can say about this guy. He's up in that upper echelon now of top-tier receivers when we talk about a Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. He's right there. He's wide receiver two right now in total fantasy points. He's fifth overall in fantasy points, including running backs and quarterbacks, only behind Tyree Hill, CMC, Josh Allen, and barely behind his teammate, Jalen Hurts. So this guy, you know, he's separated from Devontae Smith. We now see that Devontae Smith can have, he can have his good games, but A.J. Brown still be that elite fantasy monster that he is. Yep, and on the other side, Matthew, Devontae Smith finally gets right against your commanders. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, this, was a, this was a game script that obviously benefited that as well. So, like, you know, really great to see him sort of get up the schneid here. Seven for 99 and a touchdown on seven targets. He caught 100% of his targets. His first receiving touchdown and his most receiving yards in a game since week two as well. 20% target share now in five of eight games. And we've talked about this. A.J. Brown's always going to get his, and then it's really, yeah. is it going to be a Goddard game or a Devontae Smith game? This offense isn't built to support three fantasy-relevant pass catchers week in, week out. Dallas Goddard, four for 36. I mean, you know, it just it doesn't feel like we have yet to see, and I just don't think we're going to see it consistently, that you're going to see all three guys go off because their running game is so good. Jalen Hurts is so good with his legs as well. So this was nice to see. It's a positive. They played Dallas next week. Let them string two. I mean, listen. He did what he was supposed to do in a game in which the Eagles were actually trailing and having to throw game script work for him. Yeah. He played positively. But, again, the touchdown was completely blown coverage, um, and he's been inconsistent. So, still a volatile wide receiver three with upside for me. Yeah. uh, But a step in the right direction. Dallas and then a bye next week. So, I'm not ready to be like, oh, yeah, all is good. I think the sneaky thing with that passing offense, though, is that Jalen Hurts, he, he's not right at the moment physically. No. He was limping to the line <clears> of scrimmage <throat> yesterday, and he only ran the ball four times for six total yards on the ground, uh, had the fumble on the tush-push, but he's doing it through the air, and that's yeah. good news for Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. That the total in that Dallas-Philly game is 46.5. I think that's too low. I think that's going to be an absolute shootout, particularly given Hurts can't run the ball as much, so I think they'll be throwing through the air. I agree. Throwing through the air against Philadelphia yesterday, Lawrence, was Sam Howe, 397 yards, four touchdowns. That's his name. Yeah. Is he yeah. future Hall of Famer Sam Thank Howe, you. He, he, who looked the part? He's definitely a future, for sure, future fantasy Hall of Famer. He he get look these two games, the Eagles versus the Commanders, they nearly looked identical. Uh, and Sam Howell himself, quarterback eight right now, total points. 
the last five games, he's averaging 41 and a half passing attempts per game. So through strictly volume alone, you'd at least trust where you're going to trust him in this situation. Terry McLaurin and I think uh, Logan Thomas as well. But, uh, you know, Eagles versus Commanders, if, if you could have that week, if you could have them two teams play each other every week, Sam Howell be QB1 every week. And that's exactly what he was here, as you see on the screen in week eight. Yep, and He's, the big beneficiary, Matthew, is Jahan Dotson on your side. Yeah, which is which is exciting, right? Career high in receiving yards, double-digit targets for the first time in his career as well. So, look, he's now had eight targets in back-to-back games. That's the first time in his career we've seen that. He's always had a knack for getting the end zone when they can get him the ball. But it's nice to sort of see the volume here. So, you know, again, they're at New England next week, then at Seattle, home to the Giants at Dallas. It's a, it's a tough stretch here. For my commanders, it's positive, right? But I don't know. Again, I'm not ready to be like, oh, we'll talk about this more tomorrow, and I'm sure he'll be on the waiver wire list as well. But I just, I think this was more a result of the fact that they threw the ball 52 times. Yes. They didn't feel like they could run the ball effectively yeah. against the Eagles, which correctly which they, no could, one they could not. Yeah. But like, I do think my takeaway here is less about Dotson and more about Howell, who, again, all jokes aside, I think is a viable top 12-ish quarterback. Still available in 55% of leagues. Like, if you've just lost Kirk Cousins, Sam Howell should be the number one target on the waiver wire. If you have him sitting on your bench, I think he's a viable trade option to a a QB-needy team in your league. McLaurin's locked in, and I think there's enough volume and Howell's playing well enough that Logan Thomas, given how low the bar is at that position, that Logan Logan Thomas is in the low-end tight end one conversation. It's nice to see from Dotson, but I'm not ready. Again, similar to Devontae Smith and even less because I prefer Smith uh, talent-wise and I prefer his situation better. Um, I'm not ready to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I'm all in on him. So Yeah, yeah. And, and just to note, Jamison Crowder has seven receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. That's his best game in four years. So, again, that's a product of them throwing the ball 52 times. So you should be a little weary of the Jahan Dotson moving forward. I would argue 98% of fantasy managers didn't even realize Jameson Crowder was on the no commanders. <laughs> you know, like, I thought he He's retired back. two He's years. Back. Uh, <laughs> I thought he retired like two years Cole ago. Cole Beasley type of Right, operator. exactly. I think I, the best stat for Sam Howell, I know he had the 397 yards and four touchdowns. Best stat, only one sack. Correct. Dropping back that many times. I didn't think that was possible. Uh, the fact that he was able to do that, that shows perhaps a skill improvement just in his awareness. Yeah, listen, and, and it was an aggressive play calling from uh, Eric Bieniemy, which is, I think, what's going to happen as well. It's going to be tough for them uh, to run on the Patriots, I think, as well. So they'd, they'd like to be a little bit more balanced, but no, like, Al can sling it. He, he reminded me of, like, Blake Bortles a little bit. Oh, Remember oh. back when, uh, wow. you know, Blake Bortles. I we were friends. <laughs> He used to rack up the numbers. I've been watching Desmond Ritter for so long. Bad. Blake Bortles. I, I, he, was bad. he was bad at I once football. had a trade veto trying to get Blake Bortles, and I was giving away a young Stephon Diggs, and they was like, no, you can't have Blake Bortles because he's a top 10 quarterback. I'm like, what? Hey, Blake Bortles went into Foxborough in the AFC title game and played Tom Brady to a draw. <laughs> this so is factually not, correct. Let's not forget about Shout that. out to Blake Bortles. By the way, ripping they, should have, they should have won that game. They should have won, they won that game. You know, Jags, it was Miles Wolves. Jack, right, yep. the, who got yep. the touchdown return. With, they, yeah, they got ah, this. Blake Bortles Jags got screwed days. in that game. Yep. Jags yeah, got screwed sure. in that game. Okay, let's go to Cincinnati, San Francisco, perhaps the most surprising result of the day outside of Kansas City, Denver. And the big story here, Matthew, is that Joe Burrow looks all the way back. I think the big story here is that the Bengals' offense looks all the way way yes. back. I mean, we, we talked about this on Fantasy Football pregame. Out of the bye, fully healthy, we expected the Bengals 
to be good. Did we expect Joe Burrow to be the number four quarterback in fantasy? I, I don't know that we expected that much, but we expect him to look good, and he did. He looks like Joe Burrow. He looks like FantasyLife.com investor Joe Burrow <laughs> is what he looks like, right? I, look, he's the, as we head into Monday Night Football, he's the fourth-best quarterback in fantasy. You see it there on your screen. Chase, Mixon, and Burrow all top ten of the position. Burrow and Chase top five at their position as well. I think one of the positives here, just to sort of underline, Joe Burrow is back, 43 rushing yards. Clearly the cap no longer bothering him. Over the last three games, he's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game. To me, the exciting thing here is because, like, Chase is a superstar. It's great to see Burrow back. But the positives here are T. Higgins, 5 for 69. Not great, but again, like, better than what we've seen, starting to get involved. And Joe Mixon, who we talked about on Friday with Denny, um, about as a positive regression candidate. Good call, Denny. He was on the hate list for me. Bad call, Barry. But but honestly, I still Denny had rights. But even in the love-hate show that we did last week, I was just like, look, you're probably starting him. I'm 18. I just, I'm worried about, you know, will he be able to get into the end zone? And he was able to. So yeah. it was actually a really nice run. Good to see him uh, get going. It's his first 20-point game of the season. One of the points that we made with Denny on Friday was, he gets all their red zone touches. So I, I thought this was a yeah. positive for the entire Bengals offense. And I think going forward, you're obviously starting with confidence yeah, everyone that you have on that team. to see it happen versus a 49ers defense who ranks top five in the rushing department. Also, too, for this offense as a whole, you saw Joe Burrow throw the three touchdowns. Two of those were to Tyler Boyd. The mm-hmm. other one was to rookie wide receiver Andre Yoshivas. So that just shows, like, Joe Burrow was locked in. There was a point in that game where he completed 19 straight passes, so he was very much locked in. The offense looks back to normal. Mixon is, you know, scoring the game-winning touchdown or sticking the fork in him there. It, lo- it just looks like it's supposed to look now. Just while we're on this game, very quickly, I'll just make a quick mention. And By the way, and I should also mention that we're good. it's a full week. There were no teams on a bye. We've only got an hour. You have to, you know, call it a little time for me to do my stupid rants. So um, we will get to everything over the course of the week. If we don't get to something today, I promise you, we will address it before you have to make a decision or anything like that. My only thing here about the about the Niners is, like, I know people are freaking out about the Niners, and I believe they're on a bye this week. Yep. So they'll figure everything out. But I'm not – they had no Debo. They had no Trent Williams, which I think is a bigger loss than people realize as well. I know Purdy didn't play well, but I think they'll get that fixed. Um I guess I'm not worried about the Niners, you know. Nah, I'm not, you know, whatever. 422 total yards for Brock Purdy. It's just that in the moments, those back-to-back that's picks, bad moments. That's what, that was killer for them. You didn't go the, – the Bengals were hot. They got the ball right there near the red area, and that's when the game got out of hand. But Purdy, he definitely – he made some plays. 365 yards, a touchdown, and 57 yards rushing. It was the three turnovers that killed him. Yeah, and the whole game was that pick in the red zone that was basically like a 14-point swing, almost the way it worked out uh, with that one play. Just a quick note on the Bengals. They are three-point favorites on Sunday Night Football to, quote Matthew from last week, actually a good game. Bengals-Bills. Bengals three-point favorites against the Bills So on DraftKings. So the market is saying that now the Bengals are the second-best team in the AFC. Wow. And only the Chiefs. So massive adjustment already with how Joe Burrow looked. Uh, let's go to New Orleans-Indianapolis. A surprisingly fantasy-rich game, Lawrence. And the story here was Jonathan Taylor and his usage. Yeah, which was... I'm, I'm, we're all watching the game, and we're like, damn, Jonathan Taylor about to go for 200 on these boys, 94 rushing yards. If you're looking at the screen right now, folks, you see 95 rushing yards, 
He had 94 of those in the first half. That's the um, weird thing. That's the weird thing. That's the that that's the crazy thing. But what was interesting was that on his last carry, be right before the half with two minutes to go, he you see it here. He's gonna get the carry here. He gets tackled, not for a big game, but as you can see, he get he's gonna get up. And he, he, he's slow to get up. Now he's hobbling a little bit, gets helped up. You see there. So, But then they said after the game that there's no injury issue. But clearly right there, there's something because he didn't get the ball the second half. So, you know, it looked like he he well, he definitely was back last week after a 120-yard day. But the fact of the matter is, whatever the case, Zach Moss is still alive and well after scoring the rushing touchdown for the Colts. I think that's the important thing is that we thought, and by we I really mean at least me, that coming into this game this would be the game where Jonathan Taylor sort of separated himself from Zach Moss, and that didn't happen as well. He played uh, he played more snaps. He played 61% of the snaps. This is Taylor now. But, again, Moss, you know, Moss still got, you know, 11 rushes. He caught a ball as well. So 12 touches versus 13 for Jonathan Taylor. Ultimately, both guys were productive you know, he gets a touchdown in this one. The Colts are like the new Cowboys in which, like, they can't play a normal game. Yep. Like, it's unbelievable, like, the, the uh, Colts. What's clear is is that they're going to be able to run the ball. Like, I thought they wouldn't be able to yeah. run the ball against Cleveland. They ran the ball against Cleveland. Oh, well, they're not going to be able to run uh, the ball uh, against the, the Saints. They ran the ball against the yeah. Saints. Like, I, I just need to just, uh, uh, just, you know, own the fact that it doesn't matter who they're playing. The Colts can run the ball, and they can roll – Run it with Taylor and Moss. We'll track that, see if Taylor does show up on the injury report this week. But they're at Carolina this week. Again, we did say don't drop Moss. He's still going to have value, and that much is clear. It continues to be kind of a – feels like a 55-45 split between these two guys. Both guys, a lot of fantasy value moving forward. Yep. And I think the thing with the Colts is that they don't have any cornerbacks. Like, their secondary is an absolute mess at the moment, and that's why you're able to take advantage of them, particularly for deep balls down the field. And in that department, Lawrence, yesterday, Rashid Shahid was the massive beneficiary. Yeah, and Rashid Shahid is a dude, man. He don't need a lot of opportunity to do it. He played 18 snaps yesterday, which was 27% for them. Which What's interesting about him is he is their big play guy. He's done it this year in the receiving game. He's done it in the return game. His snap share by game is weird. Like, this past week in week eight, 27%. The past two games, over 70%. The past two games prior to that, he was in the 50s. So it doesn't seem like they know when and how they want to use him because it's it's like they have their structure with Olave and Michael Thomas, but clearly he's their, he's been their most explosive player. Um, he's got two other games this season, too, with at least – 85 receiving yards but in those two games he has at least six receptions so it's up and down for him he could score a big play at any time anywhere on the field but you never know when it's going to come I do have him in one league but it's a 20 team league which so, is fine you I know have, yeah so I mean you I throw have, him in there and when he scores like oh hey you good you right know, like, I, I mean like he is like you use this analysis a lot in the preseason like I like him in best ball yeah. But this is a guy that you like in best ball. I mean, again, like monster game, right? 153 yards and a touchdown. He got three targets. He had only he played only 27% of the snaps. He actually ran the fewest amount of routes in a game this season for the Saints. And so it's just one of those things where, like, 
he plays special teams, so then maybe they want to limit his snaps. Maybe he just, as a player, maybe he's just he's got a limited route tree, so they want to use him sparingly. Like, here's what we know he can do. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating because he is so explosive. You're just sort of like, why can't this kid get on the field more? I know they're using him in special teams, but still, like, but you know, whatever they they won this game, so they're probably happy about it as well. Taysom Hill continues to be, you know, incredibly annoying. For fantasy managers as well, yes, two touchdowns, two game. touchdowns on the ground as well. Um, you know, he catches one ball for 14 yards. He throws one ball for 44 yards. Should have been an interception, but whatever. We'll look the other way. Um, you know, I guess Ty goes to the runner or something like that, right? I, uh, I guess the thing on Shahid is though. I'm with Lawrence here. Is just like it's. Shahid is like the new Gabe Davis on some level, which is like Almost, again, yeah. like, like a Gabe just, Davis Jr. You got to just <laughs> if you're gonna start him, you just got to start him and and just because you're never gonna be able to guess. It's only gonna be limited. They're gonna take big shots to him, and, and sometimes it'll hit. So you just either have to start him every single week and not look, or just it is what it is. Like again, just the volume isn't isn't there. It's again, the guy had three targets. Managed to catch all three and, you know, had one huge play. I was almost more encouraged by last week when Shahid had eight targets. Yeah. He didn't have nearly as good of a game, but did have the targets and played a lot of snaps. Let's get to Rams-Cowboys, yeah. uh, a game that was Another all over the game, place. Another tough game at the office, though, for Chris Olave. Five for 46 mm, on just nine okay. targets. And, and also, congratulations to Alvin Kamara. Yep. The Ponzi scheme disappears and he just has a really good, normal game for yeah. an NFL running back without Correct. requiring 13 receptions. Uh, let's get to Rams-Cowboys. The story here, Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. Lawrence, uh, they show how explosive the Cowboys passing game can be. Yeah, and they're starting to string these performances together. Dak QB3 in Week 8. He's actually quarterback one on a points-per-game basis over the last three weeks. C.D. Lamb, the top wide receiver in that same span, he caught. He brought in two touchdowns this week. Uh, it, it, it's getting interesting here because I, I even talked about yesterday if Dak could, you know, keep it up on the on the ground, mm. you know, then we would like his fantasy value. He said, "Nah, Lawrence, none of that. I'm gonna just throw for this 300 yards, these four touchdowns. We gonna get in. We gonna get after the Rams ASAP and give them no shot." He's he's been on point. Dak Prescott has played one bad game versus the Cardinals in one horrible game versus the 49ers. He's been solid, and now he's becoming pretty good I mean, other than that. CD, like, it, the positive regression we knew was coming for CD Lamb. You don't need to talk about it anymore, but this is a great. My guy, eight, number one wide receiver in fantasy heading into Monday night football as well. Uh, back-to-back games now with at least seven receptions and 115 yards. So we're seeing this. It'll be interesting to see what they do against the Eagles next week. That'll be a great game. But to your point, I think the bigger takeaway here is that you are right. Dak Prescott... I had him at one, we talked about him on Fantasy Football pregame. Like, I had him at QB 11 this week, which is the highest I've had Dak, like, all season long. He came through in a really nice way. You talked him up on pregame as well, Lawrence, as uh, expecting him to have a big game as well. He finishes his QB 3 uh, heading into Monday Night Football. And that's the important thing is because if he can be this good, it unlocks Jake Ferguson. It makes, oh, yeah. it makes Brandon Cooks viable in three wide receiver leagues, slightly deeper leagues. And hopefully then once – that happens then maybe you can get tony pollard unlocked because for as good as the cowboys were putting up 43 points in this one tony pollard catches just one ball for two two yards and so nothing in the passing game he's 12 for 58 like in a game in which the cowboys put up 43 uh points and were leading much of this game up 33 to three yeah at one point how does tony yeah. pollard not have more work that's the weird thing as well 
I don't know that there's a takeaway. You're still starting Tony yeah, Pollard. I'm not, I'm not trying to buy low on him because I can't imagine anyone's giving him up. I'm not trying to sell low on him. But I think that that's the key is that teams are saying, like, we're gonna, we don't believe Dak Prescott can beat us. And Dak playing as well as he did, maybe now that opens up some running lanes for Tony Pollard. Yeah, for, from a real football perspective, real quick, this is just the life for Tony Pollard as a lead running back. You know, with the past two years, we've seen him average five and a half yards a carry. We've seen Zeke pounded in there. Then Tony Pollard come in and just, you know, zoom on the tired defense. So it's just like he, he averaging four yards a carry. You know, it's, that's just the life of a running back. Yeah. I will say this, though. So they're at Philadelphia this week, and I bet you Pollard might struggle this week. But if he struggles again next week at Philadelphia, I might try to buy low on him then because then their schedule is home to the Giants, at Carolina, home to Washington. So, I mean, I, I do feel like I could see Pollard struggling once again against the Eagles. Yeah. I think they will – I think Dallas will take the same approach that Washington, which is attack that secondary One, and not two. try to run that much. And so – might be another lower game for Pollard in week nine, but then, yep. you know, we know he's talented and we know this is a good offense. Yep. And you probably won't like this, Matthew, but I would not sleep on Dak Prescott for MVP, who's 35 to 1. If he lights up the Eagles against that secondary, wins that game uh, to go basically tied with the Eagles for the division, then all his stats are surprisingly, he's fixed them up and it's a weak field now that Mahomes had that loss yesterday. I just wouldn't, he's 35 to 1, I just wouldn't completely write it off. Yeah, I'll never write it off. I'll, I mean, you know, but I just, oh. I know. Yeah, I know it's, it's Dak. And, I know. Uh, he's kind of... He, he, but you know what? But, more through, it's no, Dak, baby. I like Dak. But I listen, think Dak's I, good. Listen, I, he's cleaned up the turnovers. Yep. He's played really... He's Yes, and yes. And and if he plays well against Philadelphia, which will be a big you know national game that everyone will be watching, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I Cowboys get that. Cowboys can get the one seed if they win that game. They have to win that game for him yeah. to have any I mean, chance, honestly, the way San Francisco has played and Philadelphia looks vulnerable, I agree with you. The ni- NFC is a lot more wide open than it was a couple of weeks ago. The good thing about betting on a Cowboy for an award as well is that if he's the most deserving, he's going to win. Because he's going to win. the Dallas Cowboys. Correct. And he'll get all the attention. Let's go to Cooper Cup, Matthew, who was 4 of 10 for 21 yards. Now it's still Cooper Cup, but the past two weeks have been bad. And there has to be some concern about his quarterback situation 100 percent. i mean so for the first time since 2019 in weeks 11 and 12 cooper cup has now had single digit fantasy points in back-to-back games first time since 2019 first off just what an incredible streak right it's unbelievable um how good my little cooper cup is but under 30 receiving yards in each of the last two games look they had a tough matchup last week and then they they played the cowboys good defense and stafford was banged up but, yes, you're raising your eyebrows a little bit. This is concerning because Cooper Cup is usually matchup-proof and, honestly, quarterback-proof. He should be. So this is a bit yeah. concerning as well. Now, they're at Green Bay this week, and then they've got a bye. So hopefully they'll get everything figured out. So I can't imagine that there's much you can do other than just you're going to start them and hope. But it is a little bit eyebrow-raising, especially concerning if Matthew Stafford misses this game. He leaves the game – he has a thumb injury. He tries to come back. Then there's like, then they use like the Philly special kind of thing. Like, so you see it here on your screen. Like, he gets hit there, and that's where it looks like his his thumb goes up against um, uh, the uh, the helmet mm. uh, on that the Cowboys. Is. You see him there. He's holding his thumb. He comes back in later in the game, and on two point conversion, they run the the Philly special, where in essence Matthew Stafford pitches it out. He goes out on a route. They throw it to him, and he ends up catching the ball. And Stafford dives for the end zone, which he gets in, but he re-hurts the, uh, the thumb. That's what it appeared on that particular play. We're waiting to see. He's as tough a guy as there is. 
And to your point, though, if there's a positive here about Stafford trying to come back and play, although because they have the bye next week, maybe they say take Green Bay off, then we've got the bye, so maybe it would just be one game he misses. We'll track that uh, later in the season. But think about the NFC for just real quickly. You know that Seattle and San Francisco are going to make the playoffs. Yes. Eagles and Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. Lions are going to make the playoffs. Somebody from the South will make the playoffs. But then that last spot, that seventh spot, wide open. I mean, again, because now that Minnesota, we're going to talk about Kirk I mean, Cousins here in a second. It would have been the Vikings. It would have been, been the Vikings, Vikings. but the, the Vikings are out. So the Rams are still very much in this, as are a bunch of other teams in the you know, South. The, you know how the, it's going to work the, out. The, the, the way that it's gonna be Kirk Cousins had been playing recently, because he had a couple of eh, games, but then he got mm-hmm. back on track without Justin Jefferson to see him how he been playing recently and for, for the injury now to happen. And you see the Vikings now at 500, like, they look like they was done. The people were talking about trading Kirk Cousins, you know. Uh, so, so it sucks to see that there. But, uh, yeah, NFC definitely wide open. Yeah, I mean, th- just going back to the Rams here for a second. It's a little bit – I mean, like, Ben Skorona catches one pass, but that's for the touchdown for 20 yards. I think had that been Cup or even Nakua, things look a little bit different here as well. Um, it, it just – you know, tough game. Cowboys played really well at home. Uh I want to find out what happens with Stafford. The other big storyline coming to this game out of the Rams, I think, was the running backs, right, in terms of Henderson and Freeman. And we thought, oh, it's going to be Henderson. And, in fact, if you look at the box score, Freeman has the better game. But, like, the truth of the matter is is that Henderson Henderson got the first goal line carry, got down at the two, uh, and then Freeman came in and he converts it. He goes nine for 44 with a touchdown. He was more efficient on the ground. Henderson does get the 12 carries, though, for just 31 yards. But also Henderson more involved in the passing game. Get three receptions for 54 yeah. yards uh, a- as well. So taking out the touchdown, he actually he had 15. Uh, sorry, yeah, he had 15 touches in this game. He had more total yards. Freeman gets the touchdown. Feels like it's going to be a little bit of a hot hand. Yeah. I think I'd still rather have Henderson because the yeah, passing he game usage. Too. He got more carries. He got more touches. I know Freeman was more efficient and he fell into the end zone, but Henderson did get a look yeah. there. If they have to go to a quarterback, if Stafford misses this game, you'd expect them to want to run the ball quite a bit. Both guys might have flex value next week with some teams on by as well. Yep, and Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams uh, at the Athletics, she's reporting that the Rams have not ruled out IR for Matthew Stafford. Oh so we'll see what happens there. Let's yeah, get that, and that would be bad. That would change. If, if Stafford goes on IR, that would be bad, obviously, for Cup and Nakua and, and everyone else. Jordan does a really good job covering that team. So uh, I would take what she says to the bank. Indeed. Okay, let's go to uh, notable injuries that we're tracking. The headline here, naturally, Kirk Cousins, terrible news with the torn Achilles. Kenny Pickett leaves the game with a rib injury. Matthew Stafford, we discussed. Tyrod Taylor as well left the game uh, with a rib injury. Drake London, unfortunately, Kendrick Bourne has torn his ACL. He'll be out for the year. Devontae Parker also injured. And then Darren Waller did not return to the game with a hamstring injury. What jumps out to you here, Lawrence? Uh, well, obviously, it's Kirk Cousins. We just mentioned him. Uh, he was playing well, had the Vikings back at 500. He was good, and he was playing well in real football, well in fantasy football. And this is like you mentioned earlier, uh, Matthew, picking up a guy like Sam Howell to replace somebody uh, that you're using in Kirk Cousins. But the quarterback situation here now for the Vikings, when you had a – when you had a Jordan Addison who was thriving, uh, that's going to change things for them. So that's what sticks out to me the most. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you can underestimate how massive 
a loss, Kirk Cousins is, for our purposes, fantasy-wise, right? Because, again, so Nick Mullins is on IR, uh, and, and so not eligible to return until maybe week 10. So it's, it's, uh, it's Sean Mannion who's on their practice squad, and, uh, and your guy, Lawrence. Jalen Hall, right? J- yeah, Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall, sorry. Six-round six rookie out of uh, BYU. He may, you know, get a chance to see what he get to do So with, with all these injuries. So but, look out for him. But look, at Falcons, home to the Saints, at the Broncos, I mean, you know, their bye isn't for a while. Um, it, it, it does. There's massive implications, right? I think the Jordan Addison breakout that we've been experiencing, I think that takes a step back. Whoever yeah, they get in sure. there is not going to be nearly as good as Kirk Cousins. Right, I, I don't think you can. It's the running back committee. It's already been like we saw Cam Akers get in the end zone. Now it's already like this two-headed committee. Hard to see them having uh, having a lot of success because the offense isn't going to be nearly as efficient without Kirk Cousins. Hawkinson again because of the because the expected volume and how low the bar is at the position. Hawkinson's still a tight end one, although less a top three guy and more of like a top ten guy. Um, and then the other thing is. Does Jeff- Jeffers- Justin Jefferson come back? Does Justin Jefferson, in a contract year, on a team that looks like it's likely now going to fall out of the playoff race, does yeah. he say, I want to come back and get, you know, led into double coverage to get my head taken off by, you know, an inexperienced quarterback? I, again, I have no inside knowledge on that. I'm just, I'm just speculating that if I was representing Justin Jefferson and looking out of his best interests and not necessarily the Vikings, I might be like, you know, I, I just – there's much less motivation today than there was two days ago for Justin Jefferson to return promptly. Yep. Yeah. I think they are, the Vikings are the most interesting team to watch ahead of the trade deadline in a way, just because they are 4-4. Four and four. They're still in the NFC playoff picture. The reporting was yeah. that Justin Jefferson was going to come back off IR when first eligible, so we'll track it anyway. All right, we're off to break. When we come back, weekend warriors and Sunday scaries. More about the Cousins injury this week, but it's massive. Massive. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean... Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my God, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Three receivers to the left, two to the right. Levis looking to throw it. Throws deep downfield. There's Hopkins all alone. 20, 15, 10, 5, end zone. Ladies and gentlemen, give him 61 yards. Touchdown, Titans. The trifecta. Levis to 
incredible radio call on Westwood yeah. One. Will Levis, four touchdowns. Tighten up, as they Tighten say, up. in Nashville. Uh, and Will Levis, I think, in a way, was the story of yesterday, Matthew. The four touchdown passes. Throws absolute dimes as well. These were pristine passes, particularly the fourth touchdown. Now, we'll see how it goes when there aren't just comical busts in man coverage. But at the same time, yeah. he was a huge story. Did his job. He did his job. Somebody on that field did at the quarterback position. Oh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, so you telling me Will Levis was the best quarterback standing in the state of Tennessee yesterday? Yes, sir. I, I think I'm going to have to agree here. And it ain't even, <laughs> <laughs> ain't even close. And, and, and I'll go even further. Man, Will Levis, watched him at Penn State, of mm-hmm. course watched him at Kentucky. All things considered. This is the best game he's played in the past five, six years. Like, he had these type of games against teams like Northern Illinois and New Mexico State. Does it – right. The, shout cover, out to New Mexico State, by the shout way. Out we haven't New talked Mexico about State. them enough. Granted, again, coverage was busted. You hit your guys. Yeah. You hit them, you know. Go ahead, Matthew. Well, I was just going to say is that the, 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 the knock on Levis was that he's a little bit raw – but everyone knows, coming out of college, this is a guy who had a cannon for an arm. And that was on full display yesterday. And when you have guys like DeAndre Hopkins, and not that Traylon Brooks did this much, but, like, they have guys that can stretch the field on that team. And so, you know, uh, it's interesting. Mike Florio last night on Football Night in America, he talked to Will Levis after the game. And, they, you know, he talked with Will and, you know, said, what, what was the message that you got from Mike Vrabel? And Mike Vrabel was like, you have one hour to celebrate, then we're getting ready for Thursday. Yeah, they, that, they, that's, they, that's, that's, that's right. They're on, yeah. they're on Thursday Night Football against the Steelers. Levis is going to start that game as well. I think that I'm not ready to – we'll talk about him more in waivers tomorrow and right. certainly in deeper leagues. You're going to pick him up. Um, but and it'll be interesting to see if now that the Titans have won, are they still shopping Derrick Henry and Tannehill despite what they've been saying like, oh, we're not – Believe me, if they get the right deal, they're moving them. It'd be just interesting to see what the Titans do. But given the success of Levis yesterday, you could certainly see Tannehill being moved um, at the trade deadline. We'll see how that plays out. I think the exciting thing here is for people that have been, it's been a struggle with DeAndre Hopkins and some of the other skill players around uh, on the Titans. And this just opens it up. It opens up running lanes for Derrick Henry. It opens up, obviously, uh, fantasy success for DeAndre Hopkins. So really excited. And again, as we've talked about, Will Levis, a Connecticut kid from Madison, Connecticut, uh, a fantasy player himself, happy for the kid. Just awesome, awesome story, and uh, good for the Titans. Ryan Tannehill in Viking purple is my prediction. Uninformed, but that will, that's my prediction. Uh, and by the way, it makes sense for both sides. Yep. Why not? Jalen Waddell, uh, who has had an uneven start to the season. Lawrence, he was injured to start the year. He's had some low snap counts, but he broke out in a big way yesterday. Yeah, and this is what we uh, foresaw happening. You know, he had to get it together at some point. Finally saw a season high in targets, receiving yards, and fantasy points. And he, Tyreek Hill was wide receiver four. Let's not forget that. But to see Waddle come in as wide receiver six, this is what we kind of expected from these two receivers coming into the season. He's got four straight games with at least five targets. So now is when you're going to see him, you know, start to get involved more. He was a little banged up the last game. He left for a little bit, came back. But I think the uh, wheels is rolling for Waddle and his Dolphins offense. Yeah. Now, Matthew, I was told the Todd Munkin offense would be high-octane yeah. passing, a lot like last week against the Detroit Lions. And then Gus Edwards goes 80 yards for three touchdowns and Lamar Jackson does not much. Oh, no, I'm, I'm well aware Lamar Jackson did not much. Lawrence? Easy. <laughs> 
Do you have a better son? Guys, guillotine league. Damn it, my guillotine league. Oh, you got a quarterback? He's the quarterback of my guillotine league. I don't need I need. He's about to be the quarterback of my guillotine league. No, look, you're going to make it through. You're going to make it through. I trust and believe that. I have Hurts. We could trade them straight up next uh, week. No, 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 no. Different. You're, this is a different <laughs> guillotine league. Oh, 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 I was like, this is a, No, no. This is the guillotine league that I care about. Okay. Um, not the one I'm in with you. Uh, so, look, I the guillotine league that I care about, Lamar Jackson's my guy and because he's so brutal. <laughs> like, if, if Josh Jacobs gets 12 fantasy points, I'm cut. I'm done. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, Damian Pierce also got a touchdown callback. Everything went wrong for me yesterday. Uh, one thing that did go right for me, however, was Gus Edwards, who made the love list as well. I talked about it in the love list. On NBCSports.com, he's had 15-plus touches in three of the past four games. And so now, 21 touches in this one. He's had at least 15 touches in four of the past five. Seems like he's really solidified himself as the starting running back of the Baltimore Ravens. Third straight game with three or more red zone touches. Obviously, he converts the three touchdowns. I don't know that you're expecting that. Um, and he's not really involved in the passing game, despite the 80-yard reception, whatever he had the other day, uh, a week ago. But... I think this is more real than not. They play Seattle, Cleveland, Cincinnati next. So three tough run defenses, but he's been good enough, getting enough volume that I think he's RB2-ish in that range. Yep, and they love to run it when they're getting yes. close. Uh, fantasy legend Austin Eckler had a big game last night on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, true fantasy legend too, especially for a running back. Austin Eckler, shout out to him. Only 29 rushing yards on the ground for good for 1.9 yards carry, but it doesn't matter here because he went for 94 uh, in the receiving game. He, and like you said, he cashed part of your parlay on the first drive yes, sir. Uh, on a screen pass to the uh, uh, to the end zone. So it's, it's nice to have him healthy. When he's healthy, he's a threat to score every game. He was definitely a weekend warrior for us. Another it's good weekend. to see him back. And good to see him part of the passing attack. Another weekend warrior, Trey McBride, yes, who sir. talked up yesterday, Matthew. Yeah, he was also, by the way, he also made uh, the love list as well. Uh, look, by the way, I'll, before I'm patting myself on the back too much, DeAndre Hopkins was on the hate list. I apologize to America. I was wrong I, on that. No I, thought hey, we, we moves, I, I said he was going to be outside 40 receivers. Yeah. He, 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 he killed that in one play. Yes, sir, he did. <laughs> uh, anyway, so whatever. We were both wrong. Apologies to DeAndre Hopkins. But Trey McBride, we did talk about on pregame. We did, he was in the love list as well. 14 targets. To me, that's the most impressive thing. It's yes. not the touchdown. Yeah. That's great. But 14 targets as well with Zach Hurts on IR. He had a 39% target share as well. So Arizona, which is second in tight end target share, now it's all going to McBride. We'll talk about him more tomorrow during the waiver wire show. But I think this is a lot more legit than not. He was somebody For who sure. was highly touted out. And now that the opportunity is there, he's taking advantage of it. Yep. Okay. Let's get to Sunday scaries, particularly after with what is behind us in the studio. Uh, I'm going to take the first one by myself. Patrick Mahomes, nothing to be oh. concerned about. Here, he had a terrible game against the Broncos, his worst game as a Kansas City Chief. 24 of 38 for 241 yards and two interceptions. Now, he would have had a touchdown to Sky Moore if Sky Moore could hold on to that. I'm riding this offer. Just make a catch. Yeah, would have been nice if he could hold on to that touchdown catch, but Patrick Mahomes will be fine. Let's see how he plays when he doesn't have an IV drip the night before. I had a parlay of every team scoring a <laughs> yeah. touchdown, yeah. and the only one who didn't yeah, was the Chiefs. Thanks for nothing, Sky Moore. Yeah. And when you're, when you're sick and getting an IV drip, Patrick Mahomes, maybe don't go to a baseball game the night before. Okay, okay, Just fair. saying, something to think about here. Aaron Jones, another Sunday scary. We talked about this on pregame. I don't know what's going on with the Packers. I don't know that there's anyone in the Packers offense that you feel good about 
at all. No. Watson and Dobbs, it, it, just the whole, the, Jordan Love looks terrible as well. He, Aaron Jones has been below a 50% snap rate in every single game. Week one was the only time he's had double-digit fantasy points all season long. Yeah. It, Matt LaFleur came up before this game and said he's clearly not 100%, even though he wasn't on the injury report. Like, I, free Aaron Jones? Free Aaron Jones' hamstrings? I don't know what's going on here, but he's like, he's a, he's a he flex. He's a flex. I mean, guy, he's not getting any work. He's had under 12 touches in every single game he's played this year. Very strange. Uh, Miles Sanders, the Carolina Panthers, I had their first win of the season. Yeah. Lawrence, but Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders hamstrings is free, but guess what? He, he ain't free still. No, sir. Chuba Hubbard out snapped him 40 to 12. Yes. And what's interesting is we've seen this trend in this way. Uh, doesn't, you know, the coaching staff don't seem too in favor with him after hearing out of Frank Wright. Third straight game with a 35 scrimmage yards. It wasn't just a scary day. It's been a scary season for this man. Indeed. And Matthew, Alexander Madison uh, goes 16 carries for 31 yards. Cam Akers is coming, though, and Kirk Cousins is gone. Since week five, he's averaging 2.8 yards per carry. He's had back-to-back game with under five receiving yards. He's not part of the passing game as well. In fantasy points per touch, among qualified running backs, Alexander Madison is 50th. There are 49 other running backs better in mm. fantasy points per touch among qualified running backs than Alexander Madison. He's been under 50 yards from scrimmage in three of the past four. You mentioned Cam Akers. His role continues to increase. Who knows what this offense looks like without Kirk Cousins. This is a disaster uh, waiting to happen. And he's at Atlanta. Atlanta, whose who's run defense got a little bit easier unfor- with the unfortunate injury to Grady Jarrett. But still, yeah. the fact of the matter is, is the Falcons have a pretty good run defense, generally speaking. Uh, Madison is merely a hope for a touchdown flex at this point. Yep. And our last Sunday scary, the entire Jets-Giants game. Shout out to Connor Rogers, uh, who had to absorb that one. My friend uh, Brad Spielberger, PFF Brad, he uh, tweeted out that Danny DeVito had more passing yards than Tommy DeVito yesterday. The Giants <laughs> finished with something. minus nine passing yards, Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, then when you just add all the injuries that happened in this game, ugly, sloppy game, weatherman, it certainly was. It, like, it literally was like a Halloween game watching it. The most New York Jetsy game ever. Because it was riveting, and they won. riveting at the end and atrocious to watch. 15 until punts. Point. 15 punts in this game. I mean, just, just awful. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know if there's a takeaway other than that Brees Hall still a superstar. And again, Barkley Daniel too. Da- Barkley is as well. And Daniel Jones is expected back next week. So whatever we know about the Giants that they can throw out, we'll track Darren Waller's injury throughout the week. That's the big one there yeah. on that side of the ball. The Jets are the Jets. You're, you're starting Brees Hall and... You know, hoping for Garrett Wilson, that's about it. That's it. All right, we're going to hit our last break when we come back. Last call. Best bets for Monday Night Football. Give the Giants credit. They're playing better defense. For all the struggles on offense, the Giants last couple of weeks have played really good defense. While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook. With innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Walmart. 
Smart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, gentlemen, let's get to last call and take a look at the most bet. Monday Night Football props at our friends DraftKings. A lot of pro Lions here. Jameer Gibbs over 65.5 rushing yards. Josh Jacobs under 65.5 rushing yards. Jared Goff's passing touchdowns over 1.5. Michael Mayer, his receiving yards over 21.5 as well. For our best bets, I will kick us off, and I'm going with the public here. Mm. For the first time in a while, I think. Yes. You never uh, typically don't like to go with the over no. uh, on, on a public bet, but I do think Michael Mayer at 21.5 receiving yards, I think that's too low. He played over 70% of the snaps last week. I think the training wheels are off. There's seven-point dogs in this game. I think they will be throwing. I think Jimmy will use Mayer as the third receiving option, so I think he goes over. Lawrence, what do you got? Yeah, I like that too. Lions also second worst against tight ends in fantasy. I'm going to go uh, look at Devontae Adams here. His over-under is 76 and a half. Uh, but I'm going to go with the alternate receiving yards, at least 90 at plus 145. He's got Jimmy G back. He's averaging six catches and 79 yards with him. He hasn't had 60 yards in three games, but we saw the Lions defense last week against the Ravens in the past game. So I like Devontae Adams here. Game script should work in Devontae Adams' favor as well. Yeah. Squeaky wheel, everything like that. Garoppolo knows he needs to get the ball to his star. Uh, also, I like Michael Mayer at plus money to score an anytime touchdown. I, sure. I agree yeah. with you because yeah. uh, they are featuring him quite a bit. It's a good matchup here. I'm doing the same thing you are, which is I'm going with the public. I like a lot of the bets that the public is on. I'm taking the under on Josh Jacobs, 65 and a half rushing yards. And it's not only because I desperately need him not to have a good game <laughs> to stay alive in my guillotine really league. Right? There's, the there's a couple of reasons why, right? Okay, first off, it's a tough matchup. Lions allow the third fewest rushing yards per game to opposing running backs so far this season. Jacobs, it's been a struggle, right? Averaging just 2.9 yards per carry this season. That's the lowest among running backs with over 100 carries. I think game script works in their favor. Uh, it works against Jacobs in the rushing game here. I do think the Lions get up big. They're over a touchdown favorite in this game as well. And you think about this line, 65 and a half. Jacobs has been under this number in five out of seven games this year. So give me the under. I'm with the public here. Under 65 and a half rushing yards. As long as we're talking rushing pops real quickly. Jimmy Garoppolo, over three and a half <laughs> rushing Yo, yards. If you want like a truly, de- truly degenerate bet. <laughs> Garoppolo over three and a half rushing yards. He's hit this number. That's how you live. He's hit this number. He's played five games this year. He's hit this number in four of them. Aiden Hutchinson chasing him around. All we need is four yards. Give me the over three and a half Let's rushing go, Jimmy. yards on Jimmy G. Yeah, noted speedster, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, he just needs like, one. Uh, He's hit this number. I know. He looks I, like Lamar Jackson out there. I'm just saying. saying. Yeah, like I'm, it doesn't have to be pretty. I like the under on Josh Jacobs as well. Sneaky thing with Josh Jacobs, he's only broken one 20-yard run all season. We talked about this yesterday on Fantasy Football pregame. Uh, that's less than Rondell Moore has broken as a <laughs> running back. Who's, yeah, that's Rondell not, Moore 
Goff plays wide receiver, uh, yeah. which is a problem. I think the Raiders are going to cover plus seven tonight. I think it's a little bit big. Lions coming off that big loss to Baltimore. Maybe. Yeah. Dan Campbell will get them fired up. Uh, no. It's a Monday Night Football primetime game at Detroit. Yeah. Dan Campbell will get them more. If they had lost last week, I might agree. Okay. I don't know. It's interesting. You'll see it's what they're made of Lions coming off that loss. I will say this. I like the under on the total here as well. I do think it's going to be a little bit more of a defensive battle than you think. All right. That, it's closing time, <laughs> which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Good luck tonight, Connor Rogers. Bring home an Emmy. Yes, For Lawrence sir. and Jay, I'm Matthew. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.